0: So the General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church is underway. It began yesterday with three weeks this year. They're sort of doing a combination of online and in-person meetings. Usually it's about a week. Some people in this church have been to previous General Assemblies. Um, And yesterday, two co-moderators were elected. I watched the election process online, and you can see from your bulletin insert that there's lots of important topics on the agenda. Many years ago a moderator of the Presbyterian Church General Assembly named Singman Ree emphasized the theme of roots and fruits during his tenure as moderator, reminding the church repeatedly that we have to nourish the roots of our faith in order to see the fruits of our faith, right? So I'm unashamedly, hopefully without copyright violation, Borrowing that sermon title for today, Roots and Fruits, the Gospel reading that you, in essence, have already sung with our opening hymn, and you've just heard through the children's message, comes from Luke's Gospel. It's often called the parable of the sower, but that sort of suggests a certain perspective. You could also call this parable the parable of the seeds, or you could call it the parable of the soil thinking about the different ways to interpret and understand this parable. As you'll hear in the parable, it certainly suggests that good roots lead to good fruits. Now unlike most parables, in the Bible this one has an explanation where the Bible tells us that Jesus says this is what the parable means and he gives a very specific allegorical interpretation saying You know, the seed is this, and this kind of soil is this, and this kind of soil is that. Most biblical scholars think that that interpretation, which actually is not part of our reading for today, but a lot of you are probably familiar with it, that interpretation was probably added on later by some early church leaders who wanted to make sure that the people were interpreting things correctly. And maybe they didn't like the idea of Jesus saying, well, there's a lot of ways to look at this. You can wonder about this and come to your own conclusions. Jesus seemed to like to say things that didn't have just one narrow meaning. Jesus asked lots of questions, and quite frankly, some of the parables are a little perplexing, a little head-scratching. We read them and think, what's going on here? In general, I think Jesus shared parables in the same spirit of this godly play curriculum to get us thinking, to get us pondering, to get us to say, I wonder, I wonder. You might be familiar with the classic definition of a parable by biblical scholar C.H. Dodd. I've shared this before. He says um, many years ago, decades ago, he wrote a parable as a metaphor or simile drawn from everyday life, the meaning of which is sufficiently in doubt to tease the mind into active thought. Well, in the spirit of letting our minds be teased into active thought, listen for God's word from Luke chapter 8. When a large crowd was gathering, as people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow seed. And as he sowed, some fell on a path, and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As Jesus said this, he called out, If you have ears to hear, then hear. Thanks be to God for the words of Scripture. We launched our summer school initiative this month encouraging people to find ways to engage with prayer and Scripture over the three months of summer with the hope that God's Word and God's love would grow a little deeper in all of us, taking deeper root. Um, and getting sort of a reset. A couple people actually used that word with me, and they said they they are grateful for the invitation to get a reset in life. And the thought is that the fundamental practices of scripture and prayer would be a good way to do that and to get things growing in our lives. So a couple weeks ago, I shared with you um, five ways in my own life where prayer and scripture over the years have helped me learn and grow with the hope that that might inspire some thinking for you. Um, to find your own ways to engage. You'll notice on this, this graphic, the bottom line, there's a question mark there. That means you get to fill it in and figure out what you want. We handed out these little yellow cards in worship a couple weeks ago, and we still have some by the back door. The opportunity for you, if you so desire, is to take the card and jot down a couple of intentions for summer Sunday school, to think about ways that you might pray, ways that you might engage with Scripture. For me... For scripture. I'm reading the little book of Colossians this summer and pondering on um, the weekly Bible verses that come along. And you might have connected the dots here already. The seed imagery for the scripture reading today that came from Vacation Bible School led me to Colossians 2, the verse that we mentioned earlier, our memory verse for the week. I love this imagery of being rooted and built up And in the spirit of letting God's word take root in our lives, I'd invite you to say this verse with me. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Thanks be to God for those words. Another part of my own Sunday or summer Sunday summer school plan has been in engaging with meditation on an almost daily basis in a variety of ways and one way that I do that is with an app on my phone called Simple Habit. I've mentioned this app before and it's a wonderful tool with um, a variety of options on there. The last several weeks, I've been reflecting on the idea of setting intentions. You probably can't see that. That's on the top of the two dark sides of the slide. Setting intentions. And it's a 16-day thing with about five minutes every day. Setting intentions on things um, like you know, planning your life and um, finances and work-life balance. All sorts of um, intentions like that. Your health. So at the beginning of every session with this app, the facilitator wisely tells me and all other listeners to plant my feet on the floor and to imagine roots growing from my feet into the floor, and to take a deep breath, giving us this wonderful image of being stable and strong. And then at the conclusion of the app, after talking about one of these different topics, she encourages us to think about our own specific intentions and to state them in a positive way, not in a negative way. Too often, we're like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I don't want to do this. But she says, you know, instead of saying, I'm not going to eat junk food, our intention would be in the positive, I will eat things that are healthy and good. Or instead of, I will not waste my money on foolish things, I will spend my money thoughtfully and wisely. So it's a wonderful opportunity to think about that, and I think it's a great approach for our summer school initiative to think positively about our intentions and to pick one or two things, small steps, baby steps, to to, to move into that. So if you like, go ahead, plant your feet flat on the floor right now. Imagine some roots growing from your feet into the floor. Imagine what it would look like for you to be more strongly rooted, and grounded in God's love. And think of your intention for today, for this week, for this summer. Maybe something like, I'll spend a few minutes each day in silence. I will reflect on the memory verse throughout the week. I will go to a prayer group or a Bible study. I will intentionally listen for God every day. And then at the end of those meditations that I've been doing, she has this wonderful imagery and she says, okay, you've got those seeds, now just imagine planting them by your feet and watching them grow. So with all these different things, my summer Sunday school, my own personal program, I think has been going well, with one big exception. This week I realized that something wasn't quite right. With the hope of growing more deep in prayer, I picked up again the John Bailey book, A Diary of Private Prayer. I mentioned it a few weeks ago, and many of you have copies of that. This is a book that has nourished me, and in some ways saved me over the last 25 years. There's a morning prayer and an evening prayer for every day of the month. They're deep, rich, and wonderful. And I don't use it all the time, three, two or three, maybe four months of the year, I'll go through that. So I picked it up for June, thinking this would be a good thing to do. But for some reason, You know, 19 days into the month, I'm realizing that the prayers in this book that have meant so much to me in the past are just not doing it for me right now. They're not helping me connect with God right now. I don't know why. I used to feel refreshed and challenged and nurtured by these prayers, and I have for 25 years with these prayers. But for whatever reason, this month my eyes are kind of skimming over. The page, the words just kind of float out there and aren't really taking root. I got thinking about that this week, wondering, wondering why, and the only thing I can come up with is that maybe, this is the Wisconsin in me coming out, maybe I need some crop rotation. <laughs> maybe I need to think about my farming. Maybe I've over-farmed with that particular prayer resource. Maybe the soil for these prayers needs some time to rest and replenish. According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, crop rotation is the practice of growing different crops in succession on the same land chiefly to preserve the productive capacity of the soil. Maybe I've overfarmed with this prayer resource. That's all I can come up with. Maybe that happens sometimes in our spiritual lives. Maybe it's time for me to toss some seeds in new places. So I I circled back to the parable for today. The parable of the sower, the seeds, the soil, whatever we want to call it. And the traditional interpretation is that this parable invites us to think of ourselves as the soil. And to try to be good, receptive soil for the seed, which we're told in the Bible is God's word. That's what we sang in the opening hymn. And this is a wonderful, beautiful, and helpful interpretation of the parable. The seed is God's word, and we try to make ourselves good soil or put ourselves in a place where we can, we can grow. That's a great way to interpret that parable. But maybe there are other ways of interpreting that parable. Parable. I wonder. I wonder. What if each one of us is the sower and we've been given some seeds and we need to find places where those seeds can grow? So we take these seeds and we throw them out. Maybe these seeds are things for our spiritual life. Maybe they're things for our personal life. Maybe they're things for our work life. Maybe they're things for the choices we make every day. And we toss these seeds out. We recognize sometimes they're not growing over here. Maybe over here, well, they they used to grow here, but they're not growing here, so maybe I need to find some other soil. Maybe I need to rotate the soil or till up the soil. Maybe I need to find some new seeds. For me, the seeds used to grow with that John Bailey book, but it's not a harvest right now. Maybe six months or a year, I'll come back to that book and it will be wonderful and fruitful and magical like it has been, but not right now. So I'm tossing some seeds in other places. Fortuitously, by the grace of God, about six weeks ago, I got an email from Upper House, a wonderful organization downtown, and there was a prayer group that was starting. I thought that looks interesting, so I signed up for it. The first session was this past Thursday, and it was absolutely wonderful, thinking about prayer and praying in ways that I don't usually do. It was a real blessing. I'm engaging with God and with prayer and in new ways. I'm still working my way through the John Bailey book, with hope. We'll get to the end of the month and see what happens. But for me, it helped me realize that the good news of the Gospel is that God wants us to keep growing. And God gives us a lot of opportunities, a lot of seeds, a lot of beautiful days, a lot of good people in our lives, a lot of ways to grow in that love that we try to learn here and live out there. God wants us to have those strong roots so we can have good fruits. Fruits like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Things that bloom and blossom in our lives and make a difference in the world. And make the, the kingdom, the realm that Jesus came to proclaim more of a reality. Sometimes the old ways that we've been doing for decades, sometimes those ways work just fine. Keeping us spiritually healthy and focused. Sometimes we need to explore a new path. So maybe you need to throw some seeds in a new place this summer. See what happens, see what grows. Amen.